We welcome all of you who are joining us tonight for the sacrifice of the Mass. Thank you for coming to our 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. I don't know about any of you, but if you've ever seen a reality show where people take off and they live on an island for a few weeks or 40 days, and they get interviewed at the end of their trip as they look into the mirror, what do they notice? Maybe the first time in 40 days they have lost a little bit of weight from walking. Maybe it's their hair is greasy from not washing it like they normally would. Or maybe their hair is even a mess. Without a mirror, there is no adjustments. And that's what the heart of today's readings are. If we have a mirror, if we have a guide, adjustments need to be made to live, to honor, and to respect our God. In our first reading today, Moses reminds us the commands and the statutes are there that we might have life. But do we follow them? Are we like the Pharisees? We want to add more rules. Or maybe we need to listen to St. James, our patron saint, who in the second reading says, Receive the word of God. How? Humbly welcome the word that is planted in you and able to save your soul. The word of God is all about salvation. That's why James goes on to say, be doers. Don't just hear it, but act upon it. Going a day or a week or a month without the word of God, without making adjustments, is not healthy in the spiritual life. That would be like not looking into the mirror. And that's why the Word of God challenges us to make those adjustments, to live what it says that we may have life, as Moses led the Israelites. Now tonight, I'm going to ask you a question. I know people don't always like questions in a homily. But tonight I'm going to ask you a question. How many of you think the world is a mess right now? Raise your hands. Look at this. Just about every hand is up, deacon. Yeah, even the deacon's hand is up. I'm going to ask you another question. Raise your hands. How many would you say you are a mess right now? Raise your hand. Interesting. Very few hands are going up. Why is the world a mess? Because we are a mess. We're not acting on the Word of God. We're hearing it, but what are we doing to take it out to the streets, to take it out to the margins, to the peripheries, as Pope Francis would say? What are we doing to invite people into the house of God? How are we encouraging them to come back to the altar of sacrifice? The world is a mess because I am a mess. And today as I was preparing and thinking through the week on my homily with 1,300 families, there should probably be 1,300 confessions every month or more, which would mean Father Lorsung and I should be in the confessional probably for a fifth, minimum 
gym 15 hours a week. But how many days go by where there is no business? Are we acting on the Word of God? Are we listening to it? Are we hearers or are we doers? And that's what Jesus is trying to get across today. And that's why he speaks through the prophet Isaiah and he quotes them as he's talking to the Pharisees. What does he say? He said, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are where? Far away from me. Why would he say that to the Pharisees? Because the Pharisees took 10 commandments and made 613 laws. We always remember that by the seeds inside of a pomegranate. 613 laws. They're adding. They're adding to what he desires. And that's why they're going to get themselves in trouble today as they come before the Lord. Why? They honor me with their lips. Their hearts aren't into what I have to say. I think about myself growing up, being distracted, coming to Mass, thinking about all I have to do this week, giving God lip service, but my heart was far away from Him. I'm sure none of us get distracted at Mass. I'm sure it's just me. And I wonder why I'm a mess. Because I don't always want to hear probably what God says. And that's why at Mass we might be distracted, distracted as one person said, you Catholics exercise all through Mass. You stand, you sit, you kneel, you kneel, you sit, you stand, and you repeat it again over and over again. And that's why we say, the Lord be with you, we give lip service and with your spirit. But do we mean it from our heart? Today, I want to focus on one part of the Mass, right before the Eucharistic prayer. When we say, lift up your hearts, we're supposed to lift them up to the Lord, but do we? Why? Our gospel today is going to tell us from the heart comes affection, comes attention, comes action. It's from the heart that we become doers and not hearers. We act on the Word of God. Why is this so important at this part of the Mass? For two reasons. Right before we call upon the angels and saints to sing God's praise with us in the Holy, 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 we are supposed to lift up all of our hearts, our attention, our affection, our actions. Right before the body, or the bread and wine, become the body and blood of our Lord. We're supposed to lift up everything in our heart because all glory is due to God. St. Cyril, one of the great writers in the early church, said something like this about this part of the liturgy. When we're called to lift up our hearts, we're supposed to set aside our anxiety, our worldly concerns. We're supposed to raise all of our emotions to God pouring it all out to him as Jesus is about again to offer everything of himself to the Father for our salvation. Should our heart be into it? If we're serious about getting to heaven, our heart needs to be into it. And that's why I was having a conversation with a priest 
was talking to me about going to his spiritual director and he's frustrated with his parishioners who are not coming back to Mass after COVID. He was talking about his frustrations. He was talking about this. And his spiritual director gave him a great thing that not only he needed to hear, I needed to hear as well. And what did his spiritual director say? Expectations are premeditated resentments. Wow, let's think about that one more time. Expectations are premeditated resentments. Spouses have expectations. Why? They're premeditated. If we don't act on them, what happens interiorly? We resent. We resent others. And Jesus is doing everything possible at the Mass to get your soul to heaven, to be united to the Father. At the end of the day, I do everything I can, but I cannot save myself. Jesus has to be the one to save me. And I have to be the one that wants to enter into the salvation with my entire heart, my entire being, all that I am, and all that I have. And that's why lip service versus heart service are so important. I recently had a conversation with a group of students. And I asked them, why do we pray? The only answer I got out of this group of students is, it is expected. Our parents told us to do so. Well, that's the only reason we're praying. We're only giving God the lip service, not the heart service. What's going on in my heart today? How do I talk and communicate to God? Because prayer, in essence, is my response to God. I talk to God out of response. And if you have a relationship with your best friend, communication is the lifeblood. But how many days do we give God the silent treatment? How many days are we not talking to God in response to all the good things He has done for us? When you were born, God didn't send you a million dollar bill and say you have to pay it back. His gift was given to you freely, without cost. You were called to treat it, to guard it as a temple. This morning when you woke up, God's not going to send you a bill when He opens your eyes and you're able to see. And you hear the birds in the rain singing through the windows. God's not going to send you a bill. In fact, God's not going to give you a chore to go turn on the sun so the world can see today that we're not living in darkness. Why do we got to get back to God? Think of all those good things God does for us every single day with His blessings, His love, and His grace. Because prayer makes a difference. Many people say, Father, I pray and I pray and I pray. You know what? St. Monica prayed every day for 30 years. It took 30 years for her prayer to be answered in God's time. And what was her prayer? That her son would be converted to the faith before she died. St. Monica didn't do one and done and say, you know what, I'm over this. No, St. Monica cried before God in her prayer because her heart was perplexed. 
Prayer makes a difference. Imagine someone who has an illness in your family and they go to the doctor and the doctor gives them five prescriptions. They only take one because we know better than the doctor. Will we ever get better? If we're not talking to the doctor, why the other four? That's why prayer, in essence, is so personal. And without it, we go crazy. And that's why the world is a mess today. Because many people have stopped praying. Many people have stopped responding to God. And that's why prayer fulfills our destiny. It gives us our purpose and meaning. And it fulfills the promise for which we were made. Which is to be one with God forever in heaven. That's why prayer invites God in an invitation into our heart. Prayer moves angels. Prayer attacks demons. Demons don't like when God's name is used because they have to flee. Prayer unlocks not only our hearts to grace, but other hearts as well. Because prayer really transforms us and our needs. This past week I had a conversation with a parishioner who was frustrated. And they said, Father, um, you know, when my parents die, one of my parents doesn't want a funeral mass. And I said, it's your duty as a child to give them one. They only want either a graveside or a wake service at the funeral home. That reminds us, why do we come to mass? Every Mass is offered as a sacrifice to God the Father for sins. And if I die, I know I am not perfect. I know I am not perfect. Please pray for me. Because the book of Revelation reminds us, no one enters heaven without being perfected by the grace of God. Many people today, children have fallen away from the faith. If you're here as a parent, you may have to put that into your will. You want a funeral mass when you die. Because if you look in Fargo today, over half the funerals are not in a church. They are in a funeral home, which is very sad. You have daily communicants who have come to the Lord's altar every day, and the children will not have a mass. And the parents know they're not perfect, and they didn't raise perfect kids. But the kids do not understand. And that's why when we come to Mass, we offer our heart completely to God. Because we are sinners. Yes, all of us get angry and irritated in traffic. All of us mumble when we have to wear masks. All of us get frustrated and irritated when we deal with people who don't think like we do. We have all sinned this week. And if all of us were to die tonight, we should have a Mass said for us to wipe away those sins as we offer them to the Father. And that's why, as we wake up today, God didn't send us a bill. He sent us a sunrise. Tonight, have we given God lip service or have we given Him our heart? St. James reminds us to be doers, not hearers only. And that's why I also remind, as long as I'm on the idea of parents, I was to tell elderly people, please consider the church as an extra child in your estate. Why? Did I offer to God everything I could with my heart in my entire life? If I'd have to say it as a child, I know I'm lacking. That's why the church is in my estate. Why? Because I can still offer God something 
even though I'm not physically here. And that's why we have to treat the church as an extra child. Because we're constantly offering God for all God has done for us. Praise me, Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.